Happy Wednesday. It's time for a podcast. Hello. It's time for a podcast. Again, happy Wednesday. <laughs> it's St. Patty's Day. It won't be when we post this, but it's St. Patty's Day right now. And we are just crushing some delicious green beers right now. Yeah. Green beer was an essential. We have, I think we have green beer together every single St. Patrick's Day. It's a tradition. Yes. Except for like last year. Well, Excuse me. We well, haven't announced you yet. <laughs> it's fine. You can show. talk. Her name is Phoebe. <laughs> Okay, so this week we are talking about starting over in your 30s, and we thought we would have one of our very close friends on who is doing that right now as we speak, and she's got a lot to say about it, so welcome, Phoebe. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably like a topic that a lot of people are interested in. I actually, I put it out on my stories, and there was actually like a lot of interest around starting over especially in your 30s because there's such a stigma around like being old (laughs) I feel old we're We're not old old. (laughs) (laughs) even though yeah we are not old and it's never too late but we'll get into that okay before we get into I guess questions um let's just talk about our week a little bit and what our hit and shits are of the week Mm mm-hmm Tessa, you want to start off? Okay, I was saving mine. I never, I didn't tell you guys what it was because I'm saving. I want to get an authentic reaction. We're so the edge of our seats. This this <laughs> popped into the old Instagram feed, and um, I want to know if this is a hit or a shit for you guys. So, Elf Cosmetics is partnering with Chipotle to create an eyeshadow palette that is um (laughs) burrito colors you're lying so there's like a lime green a glittery green like a brown i don't know there's a lot going on here that's very bizarre (laughs) whenever i see like colors like green or blue i think of mimi from the drew carey show (laughs) like i can't imagine putting it on any other way like Like, who's wearing it and how are you wearing it where are you going it's like the girls that do that make like makeup tiktok videos that look bomb af and like i'll try and wear this and just look 50 (laughs) okay but like why do a collab that's just for influencers like you some people might buy it there's maybe you're going in for a taco and need a little eyeshadow (laughs) honestly i think hugo should pitch to like urban decay and like come out with a palette (laughs) (laughs) honestly for me um it's not a horrible color palette though i mean minus the green i would basically only use like the two browns that are in there but so the most neutral thing ever if it was scented that would kind of be interesting (laughs) hey now we're on to (laughs) something like a spicy salsa type situation but (laughs) not on your eyes (laughs) (laughs) spicy guac on the upper lid i'm just gonna do ground beef on my lower lash (laughs) there was a girl on tiktok that came out with oh i forgot her name on tiktok but she came out with an eyeshadow palette and it was all like poop related oh i saw one of the colors was like corn or like i don't remember eating corn i think it was called or something. <laughs> like sparkles of yellow but in hey, there. i think her probably goal was to get people talking about it and mission accomplished yeah 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 i mean i'm not gonna wear it but <laughs> so just to be clear is that a hit or a shit <laughs> I, I i mean good for them but i'm not gonna purchase it so i'm probably gonna say it's shit for me right. i would have to agree on that one <laughs> um okay well my hit is just personal to me but my sweet 84 year old grandma 
got her vaccine today and I'm so excited. That's like, amazing. What a relief. And I'm just so happy with that. So that's a hit for me and my grandma. <laughs> you sent that picture of your grandma and she looks like this my parents' is... age. I know. She no. looks so young. She looks really? so young. Like my grandma is 10 years older and I sent the photo. My grandma also just got hers. Yeah. And my grandma's 94 and she looks like so much older than your grandma. My grandma is just like, she is the girliest girl, like <laughs> loves fashion. Is that like, Sandy or Pearl? Sandy. Oh, okay. Yeah. She would never leave the house without like full face of makeup on and like a matching shoe and bag. Like, I hope I'm like that. I yeah. won't be, but I hope I'm like that. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm not even that now. Look so. at, yeah, look at I, my whole thing. Like when I had cruise was that I was going to like still put effort into my everyday and like wear makeup and everything. And, like it, t- it's like so hard <laughs> in the morning to do it. So we'll see when I'm 90. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, that's my hit of the week. My shit and kind of hit of the week is the clocks changing because I'm never into it. But also, it's light out later, which is just the best. But in the morning, it's like pitch black again. And my whole schedule is just thrown off the one hour. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah, so that's a hit and a shit for me. Uh, Phoebe, do you have any hit or shits of the week? My hit and shit is two things. Um, One is that I got a chemical peel. I'm pretty pumped. Haven't really noticed anything. Um, so I guess that's the shit. Hit and shit. Um, and then the other hit and shit is that I joined F45, that new fad. Just, just a hit workout. I've been hearing so many good things about it. I honestly love it. It is so fun. There's all these screens. The people are so motivating. The shit about it, though, is that it's because I got fat from COVID. <laughs> I think everyone did. Oh my so God. F45, we're into it. Love F45. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. It's kind of expensive, but then I'm like, how much do you spend on skip the dishes and beer? Yeah. I At the end of the day, like your mental health and your physical health is way. Is and so you're investing in yourself. Yeah. Right. Which is important. But F45 is honestly, it's so fun. And there's like all these different workouts and everyone there. And then if you have any issues, you let the trainers know. And they've just been so fun. Hmm. I'm interested. You've got my attention. All right. So should we roll into some... Our topic? Okay, so yeah, so today's topic is all about starting over in your thirties, specifically in your thirties, because we are in our thirties, and there's a, I think a lot of people, especially like throughout COVID, they either like got laid off or just wanted to change, or just came to like the realization that they wanted to change or what have you. So um, we're going to talk about that today with one of our friends who did that. So um yeah also i just feel like 30 specifically has this weird stigma that's like you should be established already or yeah you should have it all figured out already and it's like the older you get don't you find like when you were 20 you were like oh my god 30 like you should you should be married you should be like you know this this and this like you had this perception of it being like you 30 year olds have it figured out and like the older you get you're like no one has it figured yeah, out. Yeah, I think even at like 50 and 60, we're going to be like, <laughs> literally, is that what I haven't figured out yet? Because I feel like 29 was the worst age because it felt like turning 30 was going to be like this, yeah. I haven't achieved doomsday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you turn 30 and you're like, oh, I'm just a more confident 20 year old. But also, have you not met like 35, 37 year olds and you're like, you are just no more far along than. Yeah. But you always compare yourself to the most achieved. Like, you go on Instagram or social media, and you're like, oh, you're a doctor? Like, yeah. Here I am. Back it's, at university. Yeah. So true. It's so hard not to, like, compare yourself, but 
that's like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And you always find someone who's way better than you. Yeah. Sure. So, Phoebes, you want to give us a little overview of your career path? Yeah. Okay. So I originally went to school focused on business and then went and did social media and marketing and then ended up getting into like large scale events and planning and organizing them and then got what I thought was my dream job at the Vancouver Convention Center and was like, this is hell sitting at a desk every single day of my life. And I had this realization that so many like I'm so old to start over. I think I was 27 or 28 at the time. I'm way too old, like I've committed so much time already. And then it hit me that I still have 30 plus years left of a career. Mm -hmm. And if I hate it now, oh, there's no way in 30 years I'm going to like it. Yeah. So So that was like your moment. That was my moment. Knowing, looking at the reverse end, not how long I've spent doing it, but how long I have left. I think I remember you saying that and you, you never really think about that in like, no, a whole career like perspective. You're like, Oh, you mean I'm working for yeah. 30, 40 more years in this position mm-hmm. all day, up. every day. And I was like, I cannot, I'm not happy. Yeah. And then it's good though that you realize that. Cause a lot of people don't. And then they just become miserable. Yeah. And that was the thing. I like saw people in the position and in my position, they're like, yeah, maybe in like two or three years, you'll move up to this. And I was like, oh no, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm out. I'm not waiting that long. I was, oh yeah. And so then I went back and I took a couple courses. I went back serving full time, which was at first the most mortifying thing. Cause I was 28 serving full time. And anytime I ran to anyone I knew, I was like, I'm back in school. Because yeah. I just felt so embarrassed to be serving, even though serving is this phenomenal career. And even that. though serving you make like the most money you'll probably ever make in your life. Oh my god, I made so much money. Yeah. I make more. I made more money serving than I do now. Mm-hmm. And what I I went back and became a teacher. So I spent all last year in school becoming a teacher, and then now I'm officially a teacher. Yay! <laughs> Mini applause. <laughs> but there's a moment, like you, like when I'm at school and stuff, I'm like, no, this is where I was meant to be. Yeah. But I have no regrets doing it this way. I think you've got to try out what you don't know. And if you hate it, change it. And it, like every step that you take in life leads you to where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And like you'll learn a little bit from each thing that you get into. And yeah. Because I feel like you got to, like both my parents are in the education system. And I felt like, nope, not doing it was so anti-becoming a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was like, no, nope, well, I tried this other path. I worked downtown, did the whole like yeah. look at me job and hated it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going where I think I should be. And yeah. I 100% love it. Yeah. I don't think you ever would have gone into it right from the get-go. Because like nope. you were just so like, that was like almost your way of rebelling against your parents. See, the thing is my dad wanted me to get to teaching. And my mom was like, don't do it. Yeah, I don't really see you having any other path, to be honest with you. And, like, you had to try it. So, like, I don't think that there was, like, any, like, wrong decisions you made, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say that, like, even though Danny and I were in our 20s, we still had that same sort of, like, realization of we're doing what we hate. So why are we doing that? And, I mean, again, it goes, like, we were in our 20s, so we had kind of, like, more of like a carefree spirit and not like way less worries. We weren't married. We didn't have kids, like nothing. And we just decided to, like I was in the financial industry and decided to, I mainly hated my boss. So that was why. Um, And then Danny was in construction and we're in completely different areas now. Um, 
but yeah, I'm just looking at some because I posted on my stories asking what people wanted to hear. And like a lot of people kind of like lost their jobs during COVID and um, are looking to try and get into something new. So someone was asking what your like very first step was in moving on. So I guess it was quitting your job. <laughs> no, actually, I was working two jobs at the same time. So I was working at the convention center and serving because I had like put up a bunch of debt and I was like paying this off. Um, I met with a counselor at the school to figure out what courses I needed. And I actually didn't quit my office job until November, end of November. And I started in the program in September. Hmm. But I started to apply for the program before that. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of overlap. But so, and I guess like your, your realization though, that you wanted to change something was just realizing that you didn't enjoy what you're doing and you just wanted. Yeah. I honestly would, cause I, I need to be around people. I need social interactions. I need those moments. I would go to the bathroom every single day at 10 in the convention center. If you know the Vancouver convention center, it's two buildings and there's this underground path that only employees can take. And there's this bathroom and it's big. Because That's it's very like uh, 007. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> I used to walk there every day at 10 a.m. and then just cry. And <laughs> oh my god, I literally would be like, I fucking can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like I just can't. Like I hate it. I feel like I'm, I have a big personality and I'm being trapped in this box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I'd go do sites. And I, when I worked at the convention center, I worked on everything that wasn't an event. So I did special events that would be on the Jackpool Plaza. I did film. I did anything that didn't fit in the realm of typical events. So my job was creative and had all these outlets, but at the same time, I sat 80% of the time at my desk and hated every moment of it. Mm -hmm. Like just a cubicle, just like staring out. And I could yeah. see from where I sat, I could see outside to like the water. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's painful. <laughs> Longing to be outside. I just want to be where the people I knew, I knew there was a Disney song that could be a soda. I was trying to think, is it Pocahontas? Little Mermaid. Leave it up to Phoebe. So did you ever get like, like going back to school and stuff where, how old were your fellow students? So the program I was in, I would say most people were like 25 to 28. So I would have started the program at 29. Mm -hmm. There was me and another guy who around the same age were a year apart. And so I turned 30 in the program and he was turning 31. And we would joke that we were the dinosaurs in the program. <laughs> Fossils. Yeah, fossils. But to be honest, like I would say the average age would have been 27. Okay. So we weren't too far away. Yeah. But I also think the fact that like I graduated university at a relatively like reasonable time, I was like 24, mm -hmm. which is like around when most people graduate. People who were 29 were now getting, you know, big contracts and becoming managers and moving up. Mm -hmm. And there I am like going sideways. Like I'm changing careers mm -hmm. and no longer moving up. Mm -hmm. So there is that stigma. And that's what I felt the most of. Because here's another person promoted and I'm like, oh, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> so when you did make that decision, did you feel supported or judged by like your friends and family? I would say it was a mix. Like I think at the end of the day, you have to realize that you're doing it for yourself and that no one has to sit in your position for, you know, 45 plus hours a week in a job you hate. Right. And it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks. Uh, I definitely had some, my dad was super excited. My mom was just like, okay, well, I guess you're old enough. Like you're not being dumb, but she was like, I hope we don't just quit this halfway through. Mm. I'm typical. Mm -hmm. Sandra. Uh, <laughs> love my mom, but opinionated. Um, 
I think there was just a lot of more myself feeling that I was judged than people judging me. Right. Right. Because it was like, I went back serving and I would say like, most people I served with were like 22, 23. And when you're 28, 29, you're thinking you're so much more elder than these people. Yeah. When really you're not. Not at all. (laughs) And anyone like... I can see that. Like, I can see serving and, like, being self-conscious, like, even of people that you're serving, thinking, like, what they think of you and da-da-da. Yeah. But I can guarantee you that 99.999% of the people don't give a fuck. There's no way. <laughs> as long as you get them their beer fast, they're cool. It's all <laughs> in your head. Yeah. Oh, 100% in my head. But I also, like, where I worked would have, like, these big corporate events. And I ran into several people we went to high school with mm-hmm. and would literally be like, oh, you're an accountant or, oh, you're this or that or, like, something high up. And I'm like, yeah. here I am wearing my stupid T-shirt <laughs> serving you. Like, you know what I mean? And you're just harsh judging yourself. Yeah. But yeah. I remember being in those moments where I was at these big corporate events and I'd be the one getting all the free drinks and being like, I bet you the server's having more fun than me. hundred <laughs> percent. But honestly, like, props to you for even, like, being able to pick up a serving job because a lot of people would not. so anti going back to serving. Yeah. Because I was like, as soon as I go back to serving, I'm going to be addicted and want to stay and I don't want that to be my career. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that being your career. It is social. It is fun. You just, you deal with a lot of stress Mm -hmm. and how much you make depends on the people that you meet. But for the most part, like, I'm so sad that I'm not still serving, but I had to decide because I work with kids and the pandemic and I didn't want to mix. I just feel too guilty if I got COVID and gave it to the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I never went back, but... It's also like a lifestyle. Like, you're up late, you sleep during the day. So when I went back to school, the teaching program is full-time. It is Monday through Friday, and it's exhausting, and there's tons of paperwork and assignments and I still worked four to five shifts a week at the restaurant and we worked six to nine hour shifts it was insane I was dead Mm -hmm. like it wasn't an easy transition it was hard and I definitely worked my ass off so that I didn't go fifty thousand dollars into debt because I definitely chose a career that you don't make a you know a ton of money in so (laughs) but it was definitely worth it and I'm appreciative of everyone I served with and worked with yeah, a lot of people were wondering, like, about um, the financial undertaking of, like, switching a career and if you had a plan or whatever. But I guess, like, we've just been saying, going back to serving and just doing what you, you got to do. to make sacrifices, whether that's yeah. moving with, in with your parents. Yeah. And, you know, like, living for free for a year. Like, yeah. you just suck it up. Or, like, if you, if you have, like, a plan in mind, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm going to plan to do it in six months. I'm going to save up as much as I can. Yeah. If, so I'll have that cushion and just figure it out then I also like I moved apartments and I went to a cheaper rent even though I loved my apartment but I say and then I switched my phone plan to this like kind of shitty phone plan but I saved end up saving $300 a month which like doesn't seem like a lot of money but when you're back in school and you're penny pitching and like Mm -hmm. I would get a coffee once a week at UBC and it was from this really shitty shitty like corner store but it was like my big purchase <laughs> and like i also would bring instant coffee to school and boil water because we had like an education building like i sacrificed so i ate cheese and crackers yeah. like you just <laughs> cheese and crackers is great i love it <laughs> but i mean i also didn't budget myself on like drinking because i was like i need my social For your life. mental health yeah that's what i said i was like okay everything else i can budget but like social drinking i, I will like, I starve myself yeah however <laughs> a child's meal yeah. <laughs> for dinner, and then beer the rest of the night <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but honestly, it was the best decision I've ever made. I like think back and be like, I would have been miserable if yeah. I stayed. And I would have been working from home right now. Could you imagine me working from home? No. I'd be so <laughs> sad. <laughs> um, they probably would have laid you off, to be honest with you. They did. They laid off everyone. Yeah. Someone was saying, I guess exactly what you said earlier. Um, I'm always open to starting again. We don't need to be miserable for 30 years in one area and hope for retirement money. We have so much more freedom to do what we want and love and not limit um, to the same regards as our parents. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like our parents' generation. Oh, like when I told my mom that I was going to go back, she's like, typical millennial. <laughs> Changing her mind. She said that to someone at a wedding, and I was like, oh, because it's just so easy to be 28 starting over. Yeah. See, my, like, my sister started a new business during COVID. She was working for um, a large corporation, and she left to start a media company, like media and marketing, and parents were very skeptical (laughs) they never said anything to me like I don't know but this is just what I heard from her um and this is what I think she kind of just felt from them is that they were like super skeptical like obviously they grew up in the era of sticking with a corporation just put in your nine to five collect your check collect your pension and move on with life and but generation right yeah but it's it's, they don't understand that it's way different now it is so different now like even like so I'm not staying in Canada. I'm moving overseas. But even if I were to stay here, like how much money you would spend on rent and how much money we spend on gas and bills and like we're barely getting by. But also the pensions of these corporations aren't at all what they used no. to be. Like they're not going to be and what my parents got. Education before now having a degree and having a master's has become like kind of the norm unless you can start your own business. Yeah. And but at the same time, having those things is so expensive. A master's yeah. program is at like twenty grand. It's Who's twenty grand. Not me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I have my student loans, so I took out student loans. But the student loans only covered the cost of the program because the teaching program is quite expensive, and so I had to go into line of credit. But I ended up not using that much. But I will pay off my student loans if I pay the bare minimum in one hundred and seventy-four months, which is. <laughs> 14.5 years. Oh, my <laughs> Which I think is God. so funny. Like, I didn't have student loans for my undergrad, so I'm really grateful for that. But for this one-year program that was ridiculously expensive, 14.5 years. Mm-hmm. Like, that's another reason that don't rush into getting your degree or if you're not... Yeah. You know what I mean? I know multiple people that have gone in immediately out of high school thinking that this is what they want to do and spending thousands and thousands and thousands and then realizing it's not what I want to do. And mm-hmm. like the only thing I'd say about education is no one can take that away from you. Yeah. You have your degree, you have whatever, like no one can take that from you. And it's sometimes when you're feeling low, you're like, at least I have that piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking it up on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but like if you don't have someone like your parents support, it's really hard. It's hard oh, to yeah. kind of like get over that and have confidence in yourself. When the reality is, is in our day and age, you can do whatever you want, literally whatever you want. And even if you are making less money, but you're happy, that's more important. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you ever like midway through school or whatever, just have fear? course yeah you always have fear yeah like you're and then you're like am i doing the right thing is this what i want like have i I spent all this money time job and time and 
I was really fortunate that one of my friends in the program would kind of have the same opinions as me. And so we would bounce this off of each other. Are we doing the right thing? Is this what we want? And they'd be like, okay, he had done the same things I did. He Mm -hmm. had worked kind of in like the corporate business world and he was unhappy. So he went back, become a teacher. And so it was nice to have someone with the same headspace as me. Yeah. No, realistically, two weeks of holiday vacation and sitting in an office every day. Yeah. Is a nightmare. I think like the risk. Yeah. The risk reward ratio was worth it. Oh, yeah. But it's, um, it's funny because there's most programs are two years in Canada to become a teacher. Like you do your undergrad four to five years and then you go on to an additional program. Mm-hmm. Uh, UBC is the only one in Canada right now that is one year. Mm-hmm. And so it's super condensed. And I remember thinking like I couldn't do it if it was 16 months. <laughs> like there's no way I could spend a year and a half. And like looking back, I'm like, honestly, How silly. <laughs> oh, it is. And my, my sister-in-law is four years older than I am. And she went back a uh, year before I did to become a teacher so she's, you know, 31 starting to become a teacher and hers was a two year program. Yeah. And she has no regrets in that. Of course not. Because it's like, what's two years when you have 30 plus years left of a career? Yeah. I think that's the number you have to look at whenever you have doubts. Yeah. And I think like it just goes back to it being in your head. Oh, like 100%. That 30 is old. It's- I always joke about it that I'm old 30. I'm like a grandma, but it really is not. It's not old like you still have years ahead of you years of potential happiness and potential misery whatever direction you want to take it in so but like think back to your 20s your early 20s you literally were like I don't know what I'm doing with my life I don't know what direction I want I don't have anything like I would not want to go back to being 21 again as much as it was like super fun and that's what we remember (laughs) but like do you remember the anxiety and the stress and like living with the parents I I felt it then I never felt it then now though that's not really like on your mind 21 Mm, not really I don't really think so oh I remember there's a way different pressure on your late 20s to 30s where you're like okay like I'm coming off on the time in my life where things should be figured out yeah. And I think the point of today and like talking to you is just that there's never a time. No. There's never a time. At 40, maybe you get divorced and you're starting over again. Like, there's never a time. You can start a new career at any point in your life. Yeah. Or you can stay in the same one forever. Like, it doesn't matter. Some people just know, like, right away what they want to do. And some people are happy to stick out in careers. And I'm an extreme person in that way that I can't do what I don't want to. You're just an extreme person in life, though. Like, you're just up in whatever. Like, whatever. When I want something, I want it, and I will 100% give it all my effort. You did this twice, did you not? You got a job that you were like, whatever, and then you quit it, and you went traveling. No, yeah. Uh, No, that's not what happened. My job ended. Oh, I don't know. I was on a contract. My contract ended, my apartment sold, and so I went backpacking for a few months in Asia. But even then, you were like, I don't think I'm going to get a job. I think I'm just going to travel again. People were like, what? But, like, you were like, no. Like, why? When else am I going to do it? Yeah, because I remember thinking that I'll never be able to, like, I love backpacking. I love traveling. And I thought I would never be able to do that again once I, after I, because after I graduated university, I went to South America for a few months and backpacked South America. And I remember thinking, this is the last time I'm ever going to do this big adventure. But it's even funny that you, you think that, though. But now I'm 31, and I was like, no, I have a ton of adventures ahead of me. Of course. It's just so funny. Especially, like, when that's... Like, yeah, you're talking about passions. Mm-hmm. I am passionate about traveling. I'm passionate about going to countries I don't know and learning different cultures. And, like, that is, like, what I look forward to in life so much. Teaching is something that I love doing. Mm-hmm. 
and it gives me joy on the day to day, but like all, uh, all end I want to be traveling. Mm-hmm. But I think like you have to have an equal balance. Like yeah. I couldn't, I can be traveling for like two years straight. But we're saying, I don't think always your passion, all of your passions are also need to be your career. No. Cause I think that takes away, like some people find it, but I also think it takes it away from the joy, the joy. Like Agreed. if you were a, you could maybe do when you're like in your early twenties, be really into traveling and being like a travel guide. Right. But like once you're older, doesn't that take away you're dealing with people and you're kind of seeing the negative side of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like being a server and going to a bar when it's really busy, you stress for the, yeah. <laughs> you're not enjoying yourself. Let me collect like, these cups for you. <laughs> you're literally like stacking the plates. Or like, <laughs> I always do that. Just 30 minutes stuff. to get my beer. But if I see how busy they are, I'm like, excellent job. Here's, here's a great tip. Oh like, yeah. There's, there's just, there's so much focus on do your passion, like follow your passion in life. Like your passion isn't always your job at the end of the day. No, but you need to find joy in your job. But there's a difference. There's a huge difference. Yeah. But I don't think anybody talks about that. Like, you're not going to love... I don't love every moment of teaching. Oh, my mm. God, do I not? <laughs> I think it, it, like, it, it, it takes some time and some trial and error to actually figure out what yeah. you enjoy and what you're good at. So even, like, we had someone come in for my... I teach uh, senior level grade 11, 12, and someone came in talking about what courses you want to take and, like, what universities you want to go to to these 16, 17-year-olds, and I'm like... They have, I'm like, they shouldn't have to know right now. They shouldn't have to know that I want to be an engineer. You're 17. Yeah. You can very well change your mind, but we have this mindset that you have to know yeah. exactly what you want to be at 16. I, I don't remember then feeling so pressured to like, oh my God, the counselor came in to talk about what courses they had to pick. And I felt stressed for them. <laughs> and so afterwards, I'm like, guys, I'm going to go outside. Let's go do a lab around the field. She's like whispering, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> no. It'll change your mind a thousand times. Yeah. So she's like, oh, make sure you take all these courses. And I was like, honestly, if you decide that you want to change your career paths, you can a go back to school and do those courses you didn't take in high school at a college level. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also go to college and then university, but no one speaks about that. We yeah. talk about, we you can also take some time off and do what you want to do. And then <laughs> either never go back or <laughs> go back. But it's true. Like I, so grads right now have to do a capstone project. And so they have to meet with teachers individually to explain their capstone. Capstone is something they're passionate about. So one kid did photography, the other did um, cooking. And I talked to both of them. And one of them was like, she's like, this was my original plan. Like, I want to go and become a nurse or I think I did, but I've changed it now. I want to take a year off and work. And I was like, my biggest advice, take a year off and travel. Save up all your money right now. Go travel around the world. Go to Asia. It's super cheap. You'll be able to afford everything. Like, go to Thailand. It's such a simple travel. And I'm, like, yeah. telling these kids this. And I'm, like, because it is. No one ever said that to me. Yeah. Everyone's, like, you need to go to university. You need to go to college. Graduate with your time after high school is the best advice. But, like, you can graduate at 26 from university. But yeah. when, you're, when I was 22 and everyone who originally went right away was graduating, who did, like, you know, five courses a semester. They did their four-year degree in four years, which most people don't and no one speaks about. I remember being like, I'm so far behind. I'm such a yeah. loser. I graduated at 24. <laughs> like, it's not like, and even then I was so young. I didn't need to be making the decisions I made. Yeah. No. But I did travel a lot before I did, like, I graduated. Mm-hmm. So I don't regret that. How could you ever regret traveling? Oh, I wish I traveled more. I know. I still do. I still think about it all the time. Same. But, okay, so along the lines of, like, deciding your career at age 10, um, yeah. what were, like, when you were when you were 10, what did you guys want to be? 
Oh my god, probably a veterinarian. Oh my god, what did I want to be? Oh, a lawyer. <laughs> really? I saw this document. <laughs> no, I saw this documentary in 2020, and they weren't very nice to this guy. When you were 10? Well, yeah. Oh, I watched 2020? Yeah, I used to love 2020. Well, I used to actually watch it with my mom, too. Yeah, like, I probably didn't understand it fully, but they were really mean to this guy because he was a different color. His skin color was different, and I remember being like, I'm going to become a lawyer. And like that was it. And I mean, I don't like lawyers now. So really? <laughs> also, so that would be the you? worst job. Um, I no had offense lawyers. When I was ten, I probably had two career paths that I could take. No, no, no. It was like an actress. I wanted to be an actress. You like, did. I, wa- I, wanted, I wanted to be famous. No, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Even twenty-eight, maybe did you change? <laughs> so much I'm still. That's still the goal. <laughs> but I also really wanted to be a dentist. I thought oh, I'd be a dentist. Yeah. I, I remember that because you were really good at sciences. Even up until I wasn't really like you were better than I was. Okay, <laughs> so I'm not saying much. <laughs> you know what's so weird though is being a teacher now and like how much I love my students and like, yeah. want them to like Do to well. be all these things. Like, it's weird that they see me as, like, how we see teachers. It's so weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, even up until, I think even up until I graduated, I was, like, planning to go to school for... Were, yeah, I remember that. I wanted to be a dental hygienist, and then I realized how much schooling it was going to take, and I was like, maybe I'll be a dental assistant, and then I decided to just take some time to think about what I wanted to do, and ended up going and working for um, TD, and ended up staying there for, like, five years, so... <laughs> You were so cheaty for five years. Rest of history. Yeah. You hated that job. No, I, I liked, it was, uh, I don't know. It was both. I liked it, but I also didn't like it. Like my last before, right before I quit, I actually really liked my job. I was manager of customer service and I loved, I was good at it. Like I loved. When you're good at it, it changes how you feel about it. Yeah. And I knew I was good at it and I, that made me just really enjoy it. But my boss was such a bitch. <laughs> so I left and that's that. Let's do Mary Fuck Kill. <laughs> or Fuck Kill Mary. Kill Fuck Mary. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> he can be the mix. Yes, he can. Well, he's clearly Mary and Fuck. You can't pick him for both. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you. Okay. Um... Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Ew, he looks like my brother, so take a hard pass at that. Sidney Crosby. Um, I have a beef with him. Kevin B. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Kevin B. No, no, no. I make the decisions here. Sidney <laughs> Crosby. Um, let's do Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Ooh. And let's that do Elton John. <laughs> no, it's, it's John Travolta in The Rock. You fucked up. No. These Elton are your John. choices. These are your choices. Okay, well, because... Sydney Crosby reminds me of my brother, but obviously would have to be killed. <laughs> so you're marrying Elton. <laughs> I'm obviously marrying Elton. <laughs> and who am I sleeping with? Uh, who did I say? John Taylor Thomas. John Taylor Thomas. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah that's a decent turnout. Oh, uh, I feel like me and Elton would have a really long, good happy life. Yeah. Endless sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> a very platonic relationship. <laughs> so much fun. I just best friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for you, Jessa. Huh? Okay, here's yours. Okay. Um, okay. Biggie. <laughs> 50 cent. <laughs> no. Okay, Biggie for sure. And then maybe... Um, um, Nick Carter. No, what's the other one's name? What's the... Bro- Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. That's Aaron Carter now. And Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, my sweet Lord. 
Okay. This is a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would... I'd marry Biggie in this one. Yeah, I think I would marry Biggie. He'd be so good to you. Yeah, I think he would be good to me. um, And I deserve that. (laughs) So I think I would... I think I would fuck Aaron Carter and kill Machine Gun Kelly. I think opposite. No. You got it. Or either. Or honestly, they're interchangeable. (laughs) They're the same person. (laughs) Ooh, Brittany. That's you. You got pick for her. Ooh, okay. Um... Sydney Crosby. <laughs> Elton John. <laughs> no, okay, no, no, no. Um, new people. I think new people. <laughs> and we're obviously killing him because he's rude. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know anyone famous. Uh, okay, I'm going to do John Travolta. <laughs> the Rock. Okay. And um, 50 Cent. <laughs> They're all over 50. <laughs> over 50 Cent. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm definitely killing John Drolda because he's the worst. You have to marry The Rock. I'm marrying The Rock for sure. He'll be good to you. This is an easy and one. And 50 Cent. Yeah. yeah, this is an easy one. Oh, uh, I feel like I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're wrapping it up. Okay, well, Fee. As everyone should. <laughs> What? <laughs> Thanks, teach. <laughs> As everyone should. Well, Phoebes, thank you for coming on the pod. Thank you, Phoebes. And we we actually just ordered in a bunch of Hugos, and we gotta go eat it now. So Hugos. I think it's about to be here. So we're gonna go do that and enjoy our St. Patty's Day. I hope you guys have the best Wednesday, and we will see you next Wednesday.